Hello, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of the Live Thrivingly podcast. Our guest today is someone who has deeply touched my life, a vibrant soul I met in the most magical of circumstances. We met at a cacao practitioner training in the heart of Guatemala. As fate would have it, we were selected randomly to be roommates, and the universe couldn't have made a better choice. Her wisdom, humor, and gentle strength soon made her feel like a sister to me. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Kimberly Bolin. Originally hailing from the beautiful Netherlands, Kimberly now calls sunny Los Angeles her home. A woman guided by intuition and a desire for deeper understanding, Kimberly embarked on a soul-searching journey when she felt a disconnect between her external life and internal essence. The pool was so strong that she booked a one-way ticket to Bali, intending to find a way of living that serves humanity and to understand the true meaning of service. Kimberly has amassed an impressive list of certifications on her path to spiritual exploration, making her an experienced guide for those seeking soulful embodiment. She is an 800-hour-plus certified kundalini teacher, a breathwork facilitator, a master of the ice bath, has completed the five elements DJ training, and is an expert in Ayurveda and Reiki. Beyond that, she's also a certified cacao facilitator who hosts transformative cacao ceremonies. Her work is a tapestry of soulful practices from in-person kundalini classes to heart healing bodywork, from hosting soul nourishing retreats to guiding others towards inner peace. With her keen insights and calming presence, I'm certain you'll enjoy our conversation today. Let's give a warm welcome to the incredible Kimberly Bowen. Thanks for being here today. Mm, well, thank you for that welcome. Um, I feel so honored and blessed to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me on. And um, yeah, I'm so happy to connect with you here again. <laughs> yes, and Kimberly... Kimberly is tuning in from Mount Shasta, this beautiful landscape behind her here. Um, what are you doing uh, in Mount Shasta right now? So we're in Mount Shasta right now as like uh, we had planned to host a retreat down in Mount Shasta. Uh, and we are planting seeds at the moment. So we are here planting seeds uh, for our upcoming retreat, which is going to be on uh, Lions, uh, Lionsgate next year, 888. Um, so yeah, we're, we're here, we're planting seeds, we're tuning into the energy, we're staying at this amazing, amazing place that this woman Lizanne has uh, created that has um, got a little organic garden, it has a little... Um, a fireplace it has a, a beautiful yoga deck the whole house is filled with organic like goodies and it's it's it really feels like home so we're really excited about this place yeah amazing that sounds like a paradise yeah so kimberly could you tell us a little more about your spiritual awakening in bali uh, how did how did the journey redefine your idea of service and how has it shaped your life and work um, so my journey kind of started off, um, when I was feeling very disconnected to myself and 
um, I, I felt there was something that needed to change. It was, I was in a modeling industry and the industry had left me feeling really disconnected from, from life in general and questioning so many things. And in that moment, I, I chose to leave everything behind and I was, I bought a one-way ticket to Bali and wanted to see what else was out there in life and what kind what would I like to do what would give me joy you know in 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 living and when I started walking that path and started to meet like-minded souls and that were wanting to do things together and in a space of like not competition no judgment but helping each other then I started to see this this different way of living that is to literally work our ways through any obstacles that are not aligning us to love. So when when whenever there was whenever there was a moment of of uncertainty or fear, I remember to stay in my heart and I remember to come from that space and that's when the true transformation or manifestation in the real world happens because it's coming from that space of pure abundance from the heart and knowing that you're always safe that kind of transpired this this um this journey into into um wanting to be of service so just just finding ways and obviously not having studied that but being like okay how can i be of service to this group of people how can i share myself you know um and how can i you know and it kind of took it like was evolving as i went on that journey yeah Yeah, beautiful so when you went to bali you were you said you were currently modeling did you end up um continuing to model did you move away from modeling or have you found a, a reconnection to this yeah, I have found a reconnection to it. For a long time, I had actually a lot of resistance to it and a lot of judgment, which um, which I, I did a lot of inner work with and like a lot of kind of shadow work and stuff because I like didn't accept some parts of myself, which um, which is I think the essence of um, of the awakening journey is like accepting all parts of yourself um, and your journey. Yeah. So right now I I do still model, um, but in a totally different uh, way than I used to. Um, I'm very uh, particular with uh, what I model for. And if it's something that I like to represent and it's a brand that I really um, stand behind, then yes. Yes, like I, I, I love to do it because it's also oftentimes it's it's um, like sisters, like friends, you know, that are creating these amazing brands and they're like coming through. They're like channeled, channeled uh, pr- uh, practically kimonos, you know, and then I would love to support that. Yeah. Yeah, I think from talking with you, you've shared kind of this whole idea of conscious modeling with me and that I can definitely see as that see that as such a powerful expression of uh, a man or woman that is in modeling of you know not coming from a place of 
uh, shame or, or anything like that, but really as a, as a way to express yourself in your full embodiment of your being. So thank you for sharing that. And, and might you have any advice for um, models out there um, that may have, may find themselves in this similar place um, you found yourself in with self-judgment and those kind of things? Yeah, totally. Um, so from, from my thing, like when I accepted myself as being, you know, a beautiful girl and being able to use that in, in a, in a positive way, like everything kind of shifted for me. I would say like for, um, aspiring models, like it can be such a beautiful, beautiful journey to be on in full, um, in full, in full self-love and trust and like having that, that sacred intention behind it and the, the direction of where you're going with it because um then then the it, it will last you know and it it will it take you you will leave something behind with your your message and purpose and it won't be like just a, a, a 10 year gap of modeling you know it will be something that can you know transpire into something something quite great so yeah, if you're an aspiring model and you love to do the work, then then it's a beautiful opportunity, I would say, to to um, to to create see see what 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 it's what it is that your heart is intending, and and share share that message from from that space of also doing what you love to do, which is modeling. So like combining those two, um, yeah, I think so... that's a real big core really approaching modeling with with intention um from the heart and um using it as the beautiful creative expression that it is to to share your message um with others around the world uh, consciously and and when we do that you can create a sustainable career out of modeling uh it sounds like yeah totally yeah so as an 800 plus hour certified kundalini teacher, can you shed some light on how kundalini yoga differs from other forms and how this practice has helped you on your spiritual path? Kundalini yoga is a, is a practice which has a, like breath work, so pranayama, you do uh, different, different mudras that you uh, hold for a long time which allow you to kind of move through your comfort zone. So like you, you get to the state of not wanting to do a practice anymore very often in Kundalini yoga. And that's the time when the resistance is, is there. And this is kind of like in the journey of life as well. Right. And when you meet that resistance and go through and you recognize your strength and your power, this is what Kundalini yoga has really t taught me is that I am, uh, much much stronger than my thoughts and when I go uh, uh, past those limiting beliefs past those thoughts of I can't I can't like this for instance this exercise we're like doing for like nine minutes with breath of fire you know like these exercise like at one point you're like oh my god like is this ever gonna end you know and then at one point you hit this point and you just like feel your arms anymore it's like oh wow my body is light 
you know, and then you recognize you're not the mind, you're not the body, you're like, you know, something you have, you have, uh, you have so much more potential in you. And that's what uh, Kundalini has taught me. The, the first practice I ever did was this lion's breath. And I, I did it in front of a screen um, in by myself. And I was just like, and I, I released my hands and I literally could not feel my hands anymore. And just every emotion, everything that was blocking, like just poured out of me in that moment. And that's that's when I was like, all right, I want to know what this is about and what, um, how, how this can help in, um, in transforming patterns. Mostly it's, it's very like, you know, it, it, it works in the, um, very much in the central nervous system and, um, can, yeah, can reorganize it in the body and the patterns and all the things. So it's, 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 a it's a very powerful tool for transformation. Yeah. And what she, what Kimberly is talking about this breath of fire. Um, I think I did one or two Kundalini classes with you when we were together that you beautifully guided us through. And we did that. And she's so right. Like at some point you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore, but you become so light and it becomes easy and it's kind of nice, but it's definitely um, a practice that you have to approach with, with knowing that you're going to encounter that, that resistance and you're, it's do in that, that you transcend beyond that and, and find that, that soul essence and that spirit and that energy within that's so much stronger, uh, than the mind. And it sounds like it's been so impactful for you and, and many others that practice, um, as they've worked through these blockages and really helped um, align their their chakra centers. Yeah, totally. And also the aspect of just the the moment that we tune in with Kundalini Yoga, we're like bowing down. So it's like, it's just, for me, it's like the practice of it just brings me deep into the state of prayer. And when I'm doing the practice, it's like, 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 like my practice is a prayer, a living prayer. It's like dancing can be a living prayer. So that's like, it's, it's a living prayer and it's like an offering to the world. So it's like, you know, when I practice, I'm really like devoting my, myself at that moment to this life. And that, that, that's, that's, that's what allows the creativity to unfold from that space. Amazing. And have you have you been to India too to study this? I have, yeah. So I've studied uh, in India for five hundred hours, and then three hundred Rama with Rama Institute. Um. So yeah, in India, it was it was I was living in an ashram. So we we're just like um, the first time I went, it was like we we're in an ashram, and it was freezing cold like really insanely cold um and we were doing this practice and just meeting so much resistance and then coming out so strong you know and it's like those those waves of life going through like those those kind of dark tunnels and then coming out and feeling like whoa okay strong you know um so yeah like in india it's it, it that that was that was a 
a massive, massive uh, portal, let's say, like of um, of discovering the 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 method of Kundalini Yoga and how it really works, and learning all different kriyas that have you know different um, benefits for the body. So awesome! I've heard so many great things about India, and that's. I've heard it's either sometimes really hot or really cold. It's kind of in between. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been there in the cold and then also like in the warm, the cold, I like uh, it felt really like suffering a little bit. It was like cold marmor floors, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but but yeah, at the same time, it was so empowering. That's awesome. So you've trained in a wide variety of holistic practices from Ayurveda to breathwork, ice baths, and even DJ training. How do these various elements come together in your personal wellness routine and the experiences you curate for others? creating experiences so bringing together all the magical beings that i have um, met throughout my journey and bringing them together to to create um to create a magical retreat like what we're doing here in manchester um and then myself kundalini yoga is a daily like if i can at 4 a.m except for if the night before i'll make it Mm -hmm. a little bit later but I, I try to, to, you know, have a, re- uh, re- uh, a schedule of doing Kundalini around 4 or 5 a.m. And, um, and then just um, dancing, moving, like always any stuck energy, any resistance, any fears that come up, any stagnant energy. I, I just try to really be present with that. And instead of let it take me, like, like remember some one of the tools you know and as regards to ice bath um like i i went this morning at 6 a.m to the the sacred waters here in in manchester and that water is insanely freezing (laughs) um but so rejuvenating like the moment I get in that water and I get out, like my mind is clear. It's like clear. I'm ready for the day. I'm ready to take on the challenges, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. So today, for instance, I can give you what my day today was uh, going into the sacred waters, go uh, doing um, my Kundalini practice. Then, um, uh, coming here, doing some writing, picking some cards, and um, and that's kind of the start of the day. Yeah, kind of your daily routines. Well, thank you for pointing out how you blend these holistic routines together and how you um, also blend them together to um, curate magical experiences for others. Uh, our listeners are very curious about cacao ceremonies. Um, could you explain their significance and maybe share a memorable experience you've had while participating or facilitating one? Mm, absolutely. Oh, mm. I'd love to take a moment to just tune into the medicine of cacao. 
just tuning into that sacred space of the heart, the sacred, sacred medicine of cacao, mama amor. Um, cacao truly is, is the medicine of forgiveness, of healing and love and community. So cacao has, has taught me what true abundance means. What true abundance means, and that is sharing everything abundantly and wanting to do things as a collective to raise the vibration of the planet. And when I started to connect to this, this uh, sacred medicine, my journey started in, in Bali and took me literally at, all around the world. Um, it was like this medicine was talking to me and was starting to guide me on a journey towards uh, my ancestors and towards um, all, all the patterns and, you know, the things that are are in our lives at this moment that feel like the biggest challenges to get over but they're actually op obstacles to greatness and this the medicine of cacao has taught me that how to how to make obstacles into your greatest greatest gifts you know um like for instance I had a few, like a few callings uh, for the medicine to go into South Central America, and um, yeah, the medicine kind of just started to to speak to go to specific places and to get out of this space space of fear. So when I'm referring back to your question about. Um, ceremonies every ceremony that I've hosted has been transformational because every time something different happens some there's different energies in the space there's different uh, you know uh, uh, dynamics to be to be played with and it's always you always see the dynamic of the people um and how they're relating to one another and how they're they're uh, they're they're there's that open space for the heart and the medicine of cacao br brings that forth in people it really allows them to feel a sense of uh, motherly love having this beautiful warm cup of cacao medicine in the heart like in front of the heart and you know giving giving gratitude thanks i always bring in prayer for forgiveness uh connecting to our ancestors to our lineages to to um and to the land, always making a big offering to the land. So it's like always giving back. So what cacao does, it reminds you of that gratitude, the gratitude of just being here, being alive, 
uh, and making an offering to the to the land, making an offering, making your bringing your prayer out, and through the evoking of that, it allows people to just open up because you know what gratitude does it's like gratitude is like oh thank you there's enough for everyone there's abundance you know and that the medicine that that's what it does it brings in this everyone into space of abundance and 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 alignment well beautifully said kimberly thank you for illuminating um more light onto um the more spiritual aspects of cacao and our connection to our hearts and abundance and the land. Um, Cause there are so many great things to talk about cacao, as we well know, you know, you could make a whole episode just on cacao as someone who has journeyed from feeling disconnected to finding your essence. Could you share some practical steps or daily rituals that might help our listeners who uh, could be grappling with this similar sense of disconnection? to start off by starting the day remembering you're safe by just taking a deep breath and remembering you're not alone just taking a moment to just remember that that everyone is 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 someone on a similar journey and all you need to do now is just breathe and open your heart. Like what really helps is to to pray in the morning, to pray because then I get out of my own way of like what is it that, you know, like like the main thing is getting out of your own way. What is, what is it that I need? And just bring back to right now, what is it that I have? Like what is inside of me? What is inside of me and bringing that that core container for yourself for your day until what is inside of me. So you're coming from a space of, of what do I have to offer that is just me? Like, how can I show up today? How can I be my best self? How can I show other people they're loved? Because that, that, that is like, in essence, the feeling that we all want. So what, what, it, what is it that you want to feel? Give that to others. Give that feeling to others. Because when we are giving, giving others what we desire, it, it manifests and it will, it, we will create it. And also what, when bringing that intention into your heart, into your space, into your daily practice of like moving forward with your day with that sense of breath and calmness and like okay great i'm here with a purpose i'm here with a purpose um from that space like you know um you will start to recognize more of your uh, creativity come through and then then at that moment you can you know um create something that you can look at on a daily basis um what is your vision? What is your vision board? You know, um, and just hanging that up for yourself and just, um, moving, moving from that ease and grace from that space. Amazing. I love that advice. 
very to the point and simple coming back into that remembrance every day prayer sacred space our vision for our life i know you shared with me your vision board and and you we recently spoke and you said how many things on your vision board for this year have manifested into your reality would you like to share a little bit more on that yeah absolutely um yeah so actually everything has i i think i need to create a new one because it's like everything has um has come into fruition and um it was this moment when i was there was this moment that like I had this vision board and I I was like you know I had all these ideas and things I wanted like what was felt like we're in the field and I had this intuition and all these things but I wasn't sure yet how it was going to happen so what I did once like I was sitting in Austin in in Texas and I was I was uh, on my laptop and I was kind of like in the midst of like, okay, like, am I being redirected by the universe? It kind of felt that, that, that I kind of felt that energy. So I wasn't sure what was happening next, but I was like, I'm just going to sit down and write like my like vision board, like write, write down what, what it is that I, I have to offer what where it is i'm moving into and what i want to cultivate and a big part of it was i just want to be wherever i can be of service like in the most deep way and um and that has that that just that statement has brought me towards like supporting some amazing uh, like amazing humans and and then also guiding me on the path of what was on my vision board um, and brought me to LA. So literally that same day, I and I had a, a thing of LA, like big letter LA and Mount Shasta on there. And, but I had no idea I was going to LA uh, yet, yet. But it happened sooner than I thought. So I was uh, just met someone there, and that person was like, "I'm going to LA to uh, host um, a plant medicine retreat. Do you want to come and facilitate at that?" Um, and it starts in two days, and I was like, um, "Sure, I." I don't really know you, but somehow this feels aligned and it feels like it, it, it feels like like a yes, like my body was like, yes. So I just kind of took the leap. And this has been most of the journey. It's been like having that faith muscle tested constantly being, you know, like not sure what's next and then be staying in the faith and then magic appears. And it's like continuing in the heart. And and it it literally and it will it will magically show you what's next, you know. Wow. And so, as we've yeah. spoken and kind of knowing your journey um, from Holland uh, and then to beyond, you know, around the world, and like you said, this faith muscle that you have exercised and, and trusted more and more in the path that the way knows the way, right? And uh, 
this will kind of, I think, moving into the next question, uh, you could share a little bit more. But um, in today's fast-paced world, uh, the idea of booking a one-way ticket to a new place might seem terrifying to many. Uh, what would you say to someone feeling a similar pull towards exploration, but is held back by fear? Uh, wow, that's a good good question. Because, you know... This has been a big, big, big one for me as well. Um, as I had, I can share with a, a little story that might mm -hmm. make that transition easier. I I was in Bali and I was very comfortable and everything. You know, Bali is like expense wise is like you know not like low low expenses, and I was very comfortable there and just set up like um, a, a PMA and everything. And, and suddenly I was being redirected. I felt like I needed to go to, to Ecuador. Um, and like, I was having a lot of doubts, fears and things about that. And, um, and then, and then suddenly something came along my path and was like, um, guiding their direction into um also going to costa rica um and and i was asked to host at a retreat uh, ho host facilitate at a retreat and like the um, like what i wanted to get as monetary exchange wasn't available at that moment so i was kind of like oh I don't know if I can manage to do this whole trip, you know, on this, this, this budget like that, you know, that's like, but I really wanted to teach at this retreat. I really wanted to go on this, like, like a shamanic journey. And like, I, I felt like there was a big calling, like I was going to learn a lot. And, and so everything was guiding me and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to do it and, and have faith and trust that I'm being guided, that I'm not alone. Um, and yeah, the moment that I kind of surrendered into that, into leaving Bali, leaving like the comfort zone. And like, there's also this thing, like the comfort zone is here and here's where the magic happens. So it's like that there's a little step to take. It's like a little step to take to get you out of that comfort zone. But when you do, you can trust in magic so that you will meet people you know you will that there will be some beautiful synchronistic moments as as you you strengthen that faith muscle so like i think in essence like when when people feel this calling it's like there's a calling to 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 discovering a deeper part of themselves which leads to freedom so when when i'm saying this i'm 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 inviting you that person who's asked this question to 
tune into the feeling of freedom and where that is guiding you, where that space is guiding you. And, and to know that there, that there's that fear, that fear is, is, is not real. That is not who we are. Like, if you really deeply feel this calling, that calling is greater than your fear. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for sharing that beautiful story. Um, of how this kind of played out within you. And I know that it's it's in that fear that, you know, our egos or or we could say, you know, whatever you want to call it, but that is the inner resistance that doesn't want your soul to be free, that doesn't want you to follow your heart and magic. And that's the one that's, you know, making us worry about, will I have the finances? Will it work out? Will I be safe? This and that. But like you said, when we surrender, and we step out of that comfort zone, we're almost held and carried, and the right things come into place to allow us to continue to move through our our journey. But that step, I think we can all agree, anyone that on the path, it's not it's challenging, and that's where so much of the work is is in in whatever way that looks like to you, just taking those little steps outside the comfort zone. And it definitely sounds like, practices like kundalini yoga and ice baths and breath work and all these things can be very helpful practices in encountering those challenges within us and then helping us um, move beyond them into a, a life of more alignment and more magic and synchronicity. Totally. And doing things that scare you. That's, that's, that's where, you know, a lot of magic happens. It's where we we are tested and we really learn who we are and what we're made of. Totally, yeah. So, Kimberly, as we near the end of our enriching conversation, I'd like to ask you something we like to put forward to every guest on the Live Thrivingly podcast. Uh, we all have our unique interpretations and ways of integrating wellness, purpose, and vibrancy in our lives. So in your own words and through your own experiences, could you tell us what does it mean to you to live thrivingly? Mm, I love that question. Love, love, love that question. Um, to live thrivingly means to know that you do, that everything is with purpose, that um, whenever, whenever any thoughts or ideas of insecurity or, or, or uncertainty come up, remember, remembering that you are here for a reason, remembering that, that service, that humility, um, that, um, that pure joy in giving, that pure joy in giving and um, remembering that from that space, everything is created. So even if there's a, 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 a slight thought of like lack, transform that thought into uh, abundance. Like when there's a, an, a, a spark of, of um, insecurity or I didn't do something right or I failed, 
bring it back to no, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm still evolving. I'm still becoming the best version of myself and I'm not letting that, um, that projection or that, you know, take a hold of me because as long as we continue doing our best, we can never fail, you know? So, so always for, for me, for a big part has been always seeing everyone, everyone on my journey with unconditional love. And through that, being able to trans transform people, places, and things like that, even it, it, within uh, there being like, you know, obstacles that I'm walking against. And I still am looking at that person with love instead of that person has just triggered me. They said, I'm not good enough. And, you know, like, and, you know, taking the, give, giving the power away. I'm like, I am good enough. And, you know, I, 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 I changed that, that belief around and remember that, that I've come here to serve. Um, in whatever way that is, you know, everyone has a different way of serving, being in the heart, being in the heart space is, is, is for me what it means to live thrivingly, even if I'm, I'm, you know, having a moment that I'm like frustrated with myself for not getting anything done. I still love and accept myself unconditionally, because uh, I'm, I'm doing what I can. And um and yeah, allowing yourself also to feel the human human feelings, all the shadows, the you know, we all have them. So when we recognize that, then we then we then then we that then it becomes so much easier because then we're realizing, oh, okay, we all have these these uh, fears and doubts and insecurities, but what am I doing them? Am I gonna let them take over? Or am I going to take my power back and and not let them take over and stay in my heart? You know, so just, yeah, that that's for me the, the best way to live thrivingly is like accepting all parts of life as they move through and in, in you and 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 to do the things you love. And and as you do the things you love, evolve them into something you can you can you can show up as. And, and through that magnetic force, bring in all the abundance you desire into your life and more. Beautifully said, Kimberly. As we close out the show, is there any last words you would like to share? Mm. Mm. Just grateful for you and putting up this podcast and sharing um these beautiful messages with people and um yeah appreciate you a lot and um yeah for the viewers out there just sending out my love and my some some beautiful energy from mount shasta down here to all of you and um yeah may this this journey be one of 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 deep love and trust and and creativity 
for the highest good of all. May we share our hearts, our voices, our truth, and be accepted for each and every part of ourselves. Aho. As we walk each other home. Aho. Aho. So, Kimberly, before we head out, uh, where could people connect with you if they're interested in getting in touch? So, um, my Instagram is Kimberly Bullen. Uh, so that's, uh, I think, do will you put a link down, down mm -hmm. below? Um, and otherwise I have a website as well, Kimberly's Elixir, uh, dot com. Yeah. And then I also have Facebook. <laughs> so awesome. people can connect. Yeah. You can check that out in the description below uh, if you'd like to connect and, and maybe you're interested in going out to Mount Shasta for the Lionsgate portal with Kimberly and her her friends who are going to facilitate, I'm sure, just a super magical retreat there. Yes, it's going to be magic. It's going to be in a year. So it's not this Lionsgate portal, but the next one. But yeah, just just wanted to say that. I didn't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on here today, Kimberly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jackson. Wow. What an incredible journey we've embarked on today, folks. I hope this conversation touched you as much as it did me, and you're walking away with some gems to enrich your own life. Now, if you're loving the Live Thrivingly podcast as much as I love creating it, I'd truly appreciate if you could take a few moments to leave me a review. Your feedback not only helps us improve and bring you more of what you love, but it also helps other seekers like you find this podcast. It's one of the best ways you can support the growth of this podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to join our thriving tribe on Instagram at Live Thrivingly. It's a beautiful community where we can connect with like-minded souls and stay updated on all things Live Thrivingly. I'd love to see you there. And remember, every moment is an opportunity to choose to live thrivingly. I'm your host, Jackson Hall, and until next time, stay curious, stay courageous, and keep thriving. <laughs>